0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian and today we are going to talk about how to deal with food and body comments. And I'm going to share a little bit of how I have dealt with food and body comments in my own life and I'm also going to share some advice for how you can start to understand what the best way to deal with those comments might be for you. I think this is really pertinent if you're listening to this in real time, it is The beginning of December 2023 and we are about to hop into the holiday season where we all know someone in our families, someone in the holidays is going to make a comment about our bodies or what we eat so let's prepare ourselves to deal with it. And I wanted to answer, I ask, so every week in my weekly newsletter I ask a couple of reflection questions to kind of help you think a little bit deeper about whether it's nutrition or the way that you think about things or your body image. And the questions I asked this time are around failure and understanding sort of how to um, view failure in a different light. And so I wanted to actually answer the questions that I asked and if you want to see these reflection questions every week, you can sign up for my weekly emails through the link in the show notes. Um, But here we go. So the three questions I asked this week were what could you learn from your latest fuck up? And what I learned from my latest fuck up is that there is always a different perspective. So I often get stuck in one way of looking at things and I think this is very very common and there is always a different perspective. And that is often really helpful because when we fail at something, if we look at it from another perspective, we can learn so much. Second question, what information about your next steps can you take from your most recent failure? And what I can get out of it is that jumping to conclusions creates a story that only serves my perspective. And on my next steps, I will be able to do so much more If I give myself a few minutes to breathe and think and sort of calm myself down before I jump into action. And then the last question is think about a recent success in any area of your life. What did you have to fail at in order to succeed? And so for me specifically I was thinking about a couple of program launches that I've had where I've only had a couple of people in each group program and I've learned so much about those quote-unquote failures that it's really helping me plan so much better for this upcoming coaching mentoring program that I'm launching in January. So if you want to answer those questions yourself, amazing. If you want to get more reflection questions as well as some education and personal stories, those are in my weekly emails. And let's jump in to this week's content, uh, this week's podcast on body comments. So I asked on Instagram what were some of the, the questions or the, the things that come up around food and body comments and I got a couple of responses around for example um, someone's coworkers were just telling them you know at lunch they'll be like oh why don't you just eat a sandwich or someone that went home for Thanksgiving and the first thing their mom said was oh I guess you gave up on your diet. Someone else noticed around Thanksgiving dad was commenting oh I thought you couldn't eat that. And so I think it's really common for people to observe what we're doing and simply speak from a place of their own bias, right? As I've really strengthened my own beliefs, my own values, my own sort of faith in myself that I am on the right path when it comes to my body, my eating habits, um, the way that I handle my health, I found that these comments definitely triggered me a little bit less. didn't make them less annoying But I felt more or less upset by them. And specifically my two big areas where food and body comments hopped up or hopped up food and body comments showed up was my family and the CrossFit community that I was in for a really long time. And these comments really really got to me because they would kind of hit a nerve. They would kind of reflect back some of the self-criticism that I was trying to get away from. And I think... If we think about when comments get to us the most, it's because it hits something that either we are trying to work on, we are sensitive about. Like if they comment on something, if you don't really care about, you know, gaining or losing a few pounds and someone comments on your weight, you probably, it'll just be annoying, you won't care. But if you are really upset by weight gain and someone comments on it, that's going to feel really, really terrible, right? It makes sense. something that you are sensitive about and someone's pointing it out. doesn't feel good. Back then for me when I would get a comment about my weight or a comment about what I ate it would maybe drive me to go eat emotionally or I just end up in this shame spiral about my body. Now as I mentioned comments yeah sometimes are annoying but doesn't change how I live my life and there was both internal work and external work that needed to be done. And honestly I wish we could live in a world where everyone just kept their opinions to themselves and we talked about other things that were way more interesting than like our weight and the food that's on our plates. But right now, that's not the case. It is normalized and honestly, I think it's normalized and also just lazy to comment on appearance or food. But we are right now, like we have the opportunity to be on the forefront of some really big change. Like we can be the positive influence for the people in our lives And at the same time, there are also other people in our lives that we simply need to take a deep breath, calm the fuck down, and be like, they are the way that they are. I cannot change them. I can change me. One of the favorite things I've ever heard a client tell me when we were talking about food and body comments is he said that his mom told him, if it isn't something you can change in five seconds, keep your mouth shut. So essentially that referred to, if you have food in your teeth or your zipper is down on your fly, great. Tell someone about that. But unless it is something that they can literally change in five seconds, do not comment. <laughs> and I, I really like that one. And so let's talk about some strategies to deal with in the moment comments as well as some of the internal work that we can do to help ourselves let it, ha- help ourselves not feel so triggered by this stuff. Right? And so the internal work is really about developing your self-trust and what I like to call your, your quote unquote inner armor so that others' judgments doesn't throw you off so much and I like to think about it like a tree with really deep roots. When, the, when a tree has like deep roots, it's a lot harder for the wind to blow it over. But that internal work is like those roots. If we don't grow deep roots for what we believe in, who we are, um, faith in ourselves and what we are doing and what we believe in, then it, we can feel really swayed by others' judgments. The first thing we need to do is we need to get better at acknowledging how we feel And this is really important because each time we acknowledge how we feel and we don't just say, oh, don't be such a baby or like you shouldn't be stressed about it or like don't worry about it. The more self-trust we are building because we are actually acknowledging something that is true in our bodies and our minds, right? And this doesn't mean that you need to act on the feelings. Like you can feel sad and not like burst into tears and run out of the house, right? You can feel upset and not like go look for a box of cookies, but – you can acknowledge, I feel upset. That comment bothered me. And acknowledging that is a really great way to build that trust in yourself and be like, I'm listening to myself, right? If you need help with emotional regulation, so if you find that your feelings like take over or you don't know how to deal with them, listen to episode 72 where I talk about emotional regulation and how to build that skill. This is where I want to get into kind of the two sides of internal work that i feel really passionate about and that is values and self-talk. Values are so powerful because they help you give yourself direction, right? They help give yourself sort of stability and understanding of what is important to me and the more connected you are with what is important to you the less other people's opinions tend to sway you from those things and so for more on values Episode 91 is all about values and how to make values-aligned decisions. And I do this work with my clients for a very specific reason. If my clients can trust themselves, trust their judgment, trust in what is important to them, they can more easily tell what is for them and what isn't for them. And while they can still care about what other people think, they can be confident that, hey, someone else's values do not have to be my values Just because they are making comments about appearance, maybe they value that highly. I do not need to value that. And their comments show what is important to them. This is so important because it helps you feel more confident in I do not need to be swayed by this other person's opinion. The second sort of internal work piece is self-talk. And I want you to consider this. If you were your biggest supporter... What would you say to yourself in these situations? And sometimes your automatic thoughts go right to the negative. And I want to let you in on a little fun secret is we don't need to listen to our thoughts. We cannot control like certain automatic thoughts that come up. They come from conditioning. They're things that we've developed over time. But one of the things I talk about with my clients so much is we can talk back to our thoughts, Right? So one of the things I have a few clients that are working on this right now where we can actually say oh hey automatic thought like let's say someone says oh are you, are you really going to eat all of that and maybe your automatic thought is like oh my gosh they're right I shouldn't eat all of that and here's where you get to talk back to that automatic thought you can say I'm having the thought that I shouldn't eat all this but hey that thought isn't necessarily helpful for me that thought doesn't align with my values and This means that when someone maybe makes a comment about your weight, your automatic thought might be negative, but then your next step is you can notice, hey, I'm having an automatic thought that is negative, and then you can choose how you speak to yourself. You can validate that the comment feels shitty. You can remind yourself of all of the other things that you value your body for that have nothing to do with your weight. And to develop this inner voice, I would like you to consider a mentor a mentor friend coach loved one someone who is really encouraging someone that is on your side and helps you feel heard what would that person say in this situation clients will sometimes tell me after working with me that it becomes my voice which I feel very very honored and for you that might be someone that is simply that someone that stands up for you someone that is on your side someone that supports you and use that voice to develop your own supportive, compassionate inner voice. And I would also mention that in, in regards to this internal armor, consuming content that aligns with the values that you're developing or the beliefs that you would like to have around food or your body helps you build up that armor. The Like if you're just following FITSPO people, if that's what you're following, then that's what your sort of inner dialogue is going to be aligned with. If you follow people that are aligned with what you are learning and what you are adopting as your belief structure, that is going to be a lot more helpful for you in feeling confident in that. The internal stuff is stuff that we do every single day all year long. Continuing to build up our self-trust, continuing to build up our belief in our values. Then I want to hop into the second part of this, which is... How the fuck do we deal with other people? Which we know, working on ourselves, amazing. We can work on ourselves all day long. But there are situations, especially like around the holiday time, in which like we're going to be around people that will say things that can be kind of triggering to us. And sometimes in these situations, a smile and a nod is going to be your best bet. Right? Like if I'm at a party and I see someone And they don't know me that well. I don't really care about this person. And they say, oh, you're a nutrition coach. I'm surprised to see you eating dessert. Like that person doesn't necessarily deserve my energy. And so for me, what I might do is just be like smile and nod and change the subject. But for example, and I'm going to share with you kind of how I dealt with this with my dad. If it's someone that is important to me, I may actually address it. I may set a boundary. I may educate them or, or go deeper into the conversation. And so here's the question is, what comments and which people do we actually want to respond to? And so first I want you to consider what is actually worth my energy? Some people, you're just going to smile, nod, remind yourself of your values, maybe even change the subject, maybe you'll walk away. Other people, you may want to develop the ability to respond or even set boundaries with those people. We're going to start with the most simple of the ways to respond to food and body comments. And I will remind you of this. Most of the comments that are made are not malicious. They are simply ignorant, they are insensitive, and sometimes they're even coming from someone who is either struggling with their own shit around food and their bodies, or is simply like 0% self-aware. Like maybe they grew up in another generation where this wasn't even a conversation. So first thing we can do is set an example. So personally, I do not comment on people's appearance or what people eat anymore. Definitely used to do that but when you know better you do better. We can set an example for the people around us. So if your friend group tends to comment on bodies you can intentionally start not doing that. Some people will notice that example. Some people might ask you why you do that. Personally as I've change sort of my social circle and I intentionally do not comment on food or body comments and people will see me shut them down as they are directed towards me or other people, I, that sets an example. And my friend group has actually commented less on food and body now because of the example that I have set. Maybe maybe I, this is my inflated ego, I don't know. I like to think that it is and especially because in my friend group we do have conversations about this. And this kind of goes along with the second point which is we can politely educate or even bring people sort of into our world and our experience. And so with my friends, a lot of the time if, you know, someone comments on – I had someone comment the other day. They were like, oh, have you lost weight? And I said, you know, I'd I'd really prefer not to talk about that. And they asked why. And I said, well, you know, one of the things that I've dealt with over the years is is feeling really insecure in my body. And so I find that I prefer simply to not comment on other people's bodies or hear body comments because that – can bring up some stuff that I've really tried to get away from. And it actually started a really interesting conversation around like weight stigma and around body image and was fascinating. So hopefully that person learned from that. This is where you can kind of pick and choose, right? Do you want to actually educate on and let people into some of the things that you've been learning? Do you want to be vulnerable with that person and share why that comment, you know, didn't feel good? And you get to choose how you approach that. A lot of people for example when they hear something like you know let's say they make a comment and you say you know I've been learning a lot more about weight stigma and body image and you know did you know that sometimes people lose weight for reasons like grief and we never know if we're reinforcing something damaging to the person. That can sometimes be really eye opening to someone. We, again, get to pick and choose who we do this for because sometimes it is not the right scenario to do something like that. Sometimes we wanna set an example, we wanna smile and nod, we want to use our internal armor, and sometimes we do want to speak up. So the third thing that I wanna cover is setting boundaries. Boundary setting can be so, so, so powerful, especially if food and body comments are something that tends to come up over and over with the same people or the same group of people. I really like sometimes ahead of time boundaries. In the moment boundaries depending on the scenario can be really uncomfortable even though they can also be very um, effective. Let's say you're seeing family and you know your mom always makes a comment on your weight first thing. And so you have choices. You could connect with her ahead of time and say mom I love you. I appreciate that you care about me. But I feel bad when I hear comments about my weight and it would be really helpful for me if we could not talk about weight next week when I see you. That would be one way to set an ahead of time boundary. Personally I love the ahead of time stuff because most people in your life you kind of know what their patterns are already but also you can bring it up in the moment and this is where having a practiced response can be really, really helpful. And so it can be something so simple as I'd prefer it if we don't talk about my, he- my eating habits anymore. Thank you. Or... Let's take the body talk off the table as a topic of conversation. And sometimes simply setting that boundary and shutting it down, changing the subject can feel awkward in the moment, but it can then save you from so much of these comments in the future. And so I want to give a couple of communication tips that have been really helpful for me and some of my clients. And so in setting boundaries, using eye language and like this is how I feel, not this is how you make me feel. Right? So personally with my dad I had to do this in a very delicate way. My father is a lovely human. I adore him. He is also very defensive and very sensitive to criticism. And so in order for me to get my point across I needed to make sure that I wasn't doing I wasn't setting a boundary in an accusatory way and that in fact setting a boundary in an accusatory way is not effective (laughs) at all and can actually cause bigger problems. And so when I talked to my dad about it, I said something like this. I was like, dad, I know that your intention is not to hurt me in any way, but when I hear comments about what I eat or when I hear comments about my weight, I feel bad, I feel upset, I feel uncomfortable, and it would be so helpful to me to not hear comments about my weight or what I'm eating. Is that something that you could help me with? And I want to let you know that it wasn't like a magic button that I pushed and I said that and all of a sudden these comments went away. But it was a lot more effective than if I had said when you say this you make me feel this way. Especially my father is very much a fan of no one can make you feel any way. And so using this like hey I know this is not your intention. This is how I feel when I hear this was a lot more effective. When we're dealing with like parents, grandparents, people with different generations, ages, etc. We have to remember that everyone has a different education than we have. Like my grandmother, for example, cannot wrap her head around why commenting on bodies is not okay. And so simply I have asked her like, hey, it's okay if you don't understand it. It would just be really helpful for me if I didn't hear those comments. And she was able to accept that even without understanding why, right? Right. So the last thing I want to mention, you can deflect, change the subject, walk away. That is 100% within your right as a human. You can smile and nod, be like, thanks, how's the weather? You can be sassy and if you want to be a little bit sassy, you can say something like, I find it boring to talk about other people's bodies or, you know, I'm really bored of talking about what people eat. Why don't we talk about, I don't know, uh, politics? (laughs) for, for something. I'm just kidding. Probably not a good idea. You can also excuse yourself to the bathroom. You can remove yourself from the situation. And I want you to remember this. People have their own shit. And while that really sucks that sometimes their own shit comes up and turns into comments that can drive negative feelings within ourselves, we cannot control what other people think and we cannot control what other people say. We can influence it by setting boundaries. We can work on our own in our own internal world we can remove ourselves from situations if they feel uncomfortable but it's important to remember that what people say are often reflections of how they feel about themselves and how they feel about the world for example someone that says why do you always have to eat so healthy might be wondering how to improve their eating habits someone who makes comments on whether you've gained or lost weight might be really sensitive to changes about their own bodies and so what we can do is communicate clearly And accept that others can choose whether they change or not, but we can work on changing ourselves, right? We can work on changing our internal world, changing the way that we communicate, all of that stuff is so helpful. So actionable tips, I'm going to try to make this fast. If you have not yet, define your values. Once you have your values defined, identify what type of responses, what type of self-talk, what type of actions aligns with your values in a body or food comment situation, you can also, and this is really helpful kind of going into certain events or experiences, anticipate what might come up based on the information that you already have and walk yourself through how you would like to respond. Practice this. Journal on it before heading into a challenging situation. What do I know about the situation? What comments might come up? When this does come up, how would I like to respond? What can I tell myself internally? What can I remind myself of? How can I make, How can I communicate? Practice this. And this is where you can actually put together a boundary or a simple statement that can shut down comments quickly. Like, I'd, I'd appreciate if you didn't comment on what I ate is simple and to the point. Yes, might be awkward for a minute. But on the other side of that awkwardness, you might not have to deal with any more comments. Physically, like you may feel physically upset or agitated. You might notice your heart beating faster. You might want to cry. There's feeling, physical sensations that might come up. So practice taking a few deep breaths. You can put your hand on your heart. You can breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. You can remove yourself to the bathroom to do some breathing exercises. But doing your best to calm your body can be really, really helpful in helping you respond to this in a calm way. I want you to also remind yourself that nothing is personal. Even the most personal of comments comes from the other person's judgments, fears, and biases. Yes, Even when your mom is like, oh, you've gained weight, that comes from her fears of weight gain, her fear of judgment, and even her potential struggles with weight or self-acceptance. And the last thing is continue to educate yourself. I've found that the more comfortable I feel in my understanding of body neutrality, body image, food neutrality, intuitive eating, diet culture, nutrition, all of these topics that interest me and that I'm passionate about, the more confident I feel in that understanding, the more confident I can feel that the actions and the way that I treat my body and the way that I eat are for me. And what that means that the less thrown off I am by comments, that they're still annoying, but they do not throw me off or change my behavior in any way. So I will leave you with that. Please, if you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and follow this podcast, subscribe to it. Leave me a rating if you can. It's so cool to see um, that some people have left ratings on Spotify or Apple. If you'd like to know more about coaching, you will find that at bitesize.es or you'll find the link in the show notes. I have a couple one-on-one spots open now. And if you get in before the end of the year, I will also you will also take advantage of 2023 coaching rates. And you'll, also, you'll be grandfathered in. So if you sign up for coaching in 2023 with 2023 rates, that will be the rate the coaching rate that is locked in for you. If you are a coach, get excited because I am launching mentoring. So if you are a coach that wants to support your clients better with topics around all or nothing thinking, emotional eating, food rules and food fears, if you want to improve your communication skills and become someone that uses motivational interviewing, which is, it's a life-changing communication skill, I am going to be opening up mentoring spots in January. So if you want to know more about that, shoot me a message on Instagram. And with that, we are headed to Madrid this weekend. So I'm going to go edit this, post it, and go get my stuff together so that we can get off. We're going to go see some Argentinian comedians. Should be interesting. Quite excited about it. Anyways, I hope that you have a lovely, lovely day, whatever it is that you're doing.